Motown Rundown, welcome back. It is Tuesday, September 21st. We are about 24 hours removed from Lions at Packers. You kind of butchered that because this is the 21st night of September. What I say? Well, you didn't say it like the earth, wind, and fire. How do I? Oh, like the song? Yeah. So we'll say it. How is say it? Just no, just you 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 say it as the 21st. Yes, there you go. Or you just say it as the 21st night of September. September. It's not September 21st. It's the 21st night of September. Whatever. I I saw I saw people posting that today, like the video of it on Twitter. And I wasn't really tuned in to like why I just I thought maybe because isn't today the first day of fall? Technically, I think tomorrow is. No, you might be wrong on that. I think it's the 22nd. Okay, well, what is it? The summer solstice, whatever that is. Yeah, it's the solstice. It's the solstice. Is that what it actually is? I don't know. Festivus. Yeah, it's Festivus today. But what well, happy, hey, Festivus. happy Festivus. Happy Festivus <laughs> and happy every every dad in December like 15th. Hey, Festivus. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but okay, it's the 21st night of September. Um, guys, how are we doing? Good. I'm great. I am absolutely great. Surprisingly great considering what happened last night, but we'll get to all that. Oh, are you really that? Were you really no, that? no. Trent is absolutely heartbroken after last night. No, yeah, no, I like wasn't. That's what I'm saying. It, that's my whole point. This is kind of a different feeling this year in general. Like, I, I'm okay. I'm okay today. Usually, you know, you remember what happened on Monday night two years ago. I was upset the next day. It ruined my week. It ruined yeah. my month. So Yeah, you know, Trent, that's a good sentiment. And I, I had some similar thoughts today. So I we, we'll get to that. Ryan Collins, how are you? I'm good. What's it called? I know this will be a Lions heavy show today. I, I think we know that. So before we get ahead of that, I mean, Michigan State stood at football again. Yes. So yeah, yeah we can baby. unpack that. We can unpack that. We can give, we can talk about the college football landscape. It's not even that, baby. We can just talk about Michigan State for all 30 <laughs> minutes. I mean, all hour and a half. I could talk about like Michigan State. I'm at the point of like, Michigan State hasn't really been the start of football since I was a freshman in college when it went nine and three, 10 and three with Brian Lewerke. And then other, and, and even, I mean, I don't know how good this team's going to be, but I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I'm dialed into Valenny, like two o'clock. I'm listening. Uh, I'm dialed into Big Ten Network. It's like, you know what? Dave Revson and Howard Griffin, Jerry Donato, I'm in. Like, I, 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 it just feels good to be back. In that state of mind, that's where that's where Valeni is. As much as I like, there's a certain element of Mike. I love Mike Valeni, but there's a certain element no, where 97 I 97 in the fall is the best. Yeah, we, I mean, he is, you know, innately he has that like reputation of being negative and you know, whatever. But when Michigan State football is good, it's great to listen to him because he also likes to rib Michigan a lot, which is you know comes with the territory. So that's nice too. But no, it's been it's been good. Is it? Are they for real, Collins? I mean, I, that was a a great win, and you can say what you want about the University of Miami football, but to go anywhere on the and that was one of Valeni's big points was like every time a team goes on the road that's out of conference, like you're not playing anyone good for for the for the most part with most of these teams. Like Miami to go on the road to Miami, and you know obviously like the the temperature was a factor as you could as you could. See. But I mean, I think De'Ara King is a very strong quarterback. And it was, I was so sick of McElroy. And who's the other guy? Tessador. Is that his name? Tessator, Joe Tessator. Joey T, baby. 
I mean, they were just stroking this guy the entire game. Like that, I, I feel like maybe I just I'm just more dialed into it because I'm a homer and like hearing my teams get talked about. But they were stroking De'Aaron King the whole game. Credit. I mean, he is. He I think he is a fine talent. But you know, say what you will about the skill level and how good Miami actually is. That's a that's an impressive win to go down to go down there and win that game. And I think. Just the fact of like that mentality, and that's the that's the number one thing that I've just taken away from this team is just like they they just play to the end of the game. I mean, they don't care about like running up the score or whatever. Like they just play ball. They keep the like they, they don't, you know, the balanced offense is something that we haven't seen in a very long time where they can truly beat you on the ground. Kenneth Walker the the third is outstanding. And Peyton Thorne has shown you that he can not only take care of the ball, knock on wood, but he can actually throw the deep ball and make plays. So it's been great as a Michigan State fan. Big game back at the Woodshed on Saturday. The Woodshed thing is so awesome. I I love it. You don't like the Woodshed, Collins? No, I like it. It's fine. It is a little odd, but I I love it. I think it just. I so I, I will say. I mean, I was I wasn't the biggest fan of the swag surfing thing, but hey, I'm not get all mad about it because I. As a guy who's been going to Michigan State games since he was like nine years old, I was a big fan of the Thunderstruck. They never really properly did it at the end of the like once they got the new scoreboard, it wasn't really the same. I don't know. It was just kind of weird how they did it, but I don't understand why they went to Swat Surfing. They're like, oh, they did it after the Penn State game. Why don't you just do type away or something? Oh my gosh. That would be so much better. Well, I have to tell you, in this in the stadium. They started playing Thunderstruck, and you know how you know how when they play Thunderstruck, like right before the team comes out, it's when Sparty jumps in the air and like slashes through the opposing yeah, team's it flag. Rules. It fucking rules. yeah. So, but they they did that, and then right after he does it, the screen got all like fuzzy, and it was like, eh! and then they started playing Swag Surf, and it was electric because you got your. I don't know if they're gonna do that for every single game, but it was just electric because it was just like the new. The new era of Mel. I love Mel Tucker. And well, I, so, yeah, I love Mel Tucker. I, Whatever. I mean, we don't. Honestly, we don't have to talk about Michigan State football this much. But I just wanted noted that I, I wanted to tell the people that like, if it's like, well, is Hummel. Ryan like sloppy talking about the Lions right now? It's probably because he's spending like eight hours checking Big Ten Network and see if Michigan State's big uh, football in sixty is pl- being played. <laughs> I, I will say this: I don't know when the. Last, I don't know when your first loss comes, Michigan State. I don't know. It don't could come say that, Trent. Trent, stop. It, We're not sad. saying that. Great. Good job, Trent. Okay. If they lose Bob. this weekend, I'm blaming Trent. But, okay, let's It move could on. come Saturday. But, yeah, all right, we'll move on from the uh, – we, we can move on from the Michigan State talk. Um, Obviously, as we you – know, Wait, classic- actually, yes, what's it called? Ahead. One more thing. Yes. I know we said this is like – I know I'm just like – Going road in the middle of the episode here. Okay. We we said love when you, the, I love road Collins. Go cook. No, I know. I know we said we weren't really going to talk about the Tigers, but the Tigers, like, I, I think we should mention them this week. They've gone eight and three, and they've basically played the Rays and White Sox for the past like, two weeks. Yeah, they've been they've been mowing them down, contenders. Now, I it, it's I, and also uh, another side comment is Jackson Joe 13. Did you see him today? Yeah, he looks very young. Very he was young. the youngest looking human I've ever seen. But other than that, I mean, eight and three. I feel like we should mention that. Good for them. Good for those Tigers. Yeah. Hey, Victor Reyes with four hits today as well. Yeah, I, dude. Wow. I don't. Wow. I, I, I bought my Victor Reyes stock again. I'm all. 
Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the this to the outfield is going to be an absolute mess in the offseason who they get rid of and what they're going to do. Yeah, they'll extend Robbie Grossman for six years and they'll just fine, dude. They'll backlog. They'll backlog. That's what he wants to be a Detroit Tiger. I love how he says that in his like pre and his post game interviews where it's like, what are you most proud of? He said being a Detroit Tiger. I'm like, Robbie, you're, you're not really proud of that, but I appreciate the fact <laughs> that you're going to like do that for me. Yeah, thank you, you know for thank I, you I'm for proud of you being a Detroit us. Tiger, Robbie Grossman. I'm proud of you. Thank you for your patronage. Yes, I exactly. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, admittedly, the last the last couple of weeks have been Lions heavy. Today will be the same type of thing. Uh, we will catch back up on Tigers. The Red Wings had their prospect tournament in Traverse City this last uh, weekend week or so. Um, so we'll we'll debrief some stuff from that next week. I don't know what the Pistons are up to. It doesn't doesn't seem like much, but um, we'll give you we'll give you more of a well rounded show next week. Pistons. Oh yeah, and Cade Cunningham was also ranked ESPN in the ESPN hundred. He was the seventy sixth best player. Yeah, that's there must not be that many players in the NBA. No, nope. I I I don't think we talked about this, but. On a on a scale of one to ten, how revved was your engine when you saw Tate Cunningham and Isaiah Stewart at Ben Wallace's Hall of Fame? So how rev, how revved was my engine? My engine yeah. was a ten out of Full ten rev. Yeah. I could just see you in your room, just like punching the wall. You're like just playing like the horn. You're like Detroit. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. I love that. the 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 picture, the frame of Isaiah Stewart dapping up Ben Wallace was fucking awesome, dude. Like they're the same player. I need I need a little beef stew this year. I love I love the pictures of Tayshon when they're all it's like all five of them and then Tayshon's just awkwardly in the back. Why does Tayshon <laughs> Tayshon always looks like he's about to cry? He, he has never looked comfortable in the picture. Yeah, fair. I'll agree with that. Tayshon, what a piece. There's our Pistons talk. Pistons talk for the week, <laughs> yeah. I guess. There's your Pistons talk. Um, but, yeah, for our full slate of Lions today, um, obviously not a Motown Monday. The Lions were on Monday Night Football last night as we are recording today. Uh, what, a, what a wild Monday Night Football game. I suppose 35-17 final. I'll, I'll give you my, my little spiel on the stats. Uh, Jared Goff, 26 through, for 36 through the air, 246 yards. Two touchdowns and an interception. He also lost a fumble, too. Not a big deal. Um, Jared Goff was also your leading rusher somehow with four carries and 46 yards. Tough to swallow. TJ Hawkinson, catch that on FanDuel, plus 400 boosted. Thank you very much for TJ Hawkinson to score a touchdown. Uh, eight catches, 66 yards, one touchdown. Um, so, yeah, Collins, you said what a, what a weird Monday night game. Please elaborate. Uh, it's not even that. It's just who thought this was a good idea for a primetime game? Well, you know, they got so many to fill. Every team usually gets one. So I get I feel like I'd probably I, rather do it early. Ten years from the Lions didn't play Monday night. I don't well, know. Yeah, but I, they, it was just they'd probably rather do it on early in the season, you know, and like the Lions might still have some juice. People are still talking about Campbell as opposed to like mid season when they're two and six and it's just like there's no juice. No, you're it, right. I'm it just ended up it, it, like, it ended up working pretty good just because of the Packers narrative too, but on paper, I'm with you. It was a little weird that. Do we? I, I haven't like get, looked at the schedule. Is there any other primetime games that we're supposed to play? Do we have a Thursday night game this year? I don't think so. I nope. think this was it. Just thank God. Thank I, I mean, God. I think they probably wanted to just get Aaron Rodgers on primetime like ASAP. And the Lions, as bad as they are, it, it is still a rivalry game. And the Lions have shown you in the last 
couple years that they can go to Lambeau and actually compete in certain circumstances. So, but yeah, how did you like the white, the all whites? Trent probably well, loved I them. Trent, them. I think Trent, Trent probably bought an entire uniform set. Yeah. The, the, white the, on white. the edit that the Lions posted of Jamal Williams wearing it may or may not have been my screensaver during the game. Um, I, I was obsessed with the white on white, thought it looked great. I think they should do that more often. Just like I think they should do the blue on blue more often. Remember that? The blue mm-hmm. pants. That, I just think it looks clean. But, yeah, I don't know. Collins, you want to give game thoughts first? You want to start us off? Me? Yeah. If I start, we'll never get through it. So Okay. I just – I, yeah. I quit points. Um, I think you saw what Jared Dolph was last night. Like, and I think you saw a lot of people on Twitter and other places saying that, like, that's a Jared Dolph game. You see flashes <laughs> of someone who's, like, really solid, but he's not awesome. And I think we knew that going in. Like, he had that one throw to Hopkins in the back of the end zone. And you're like, Jesus Christ, that's an unbelievable throw. Damn. And then you got moments where he, like, he, he leaves the snap early and fumbles it and looks like the most jumpy human being in the world trying to recover that football. Like, so, like, you get the good and the bad with Jared Dolph. You saw that. Um, this offensive line, I, I personally think, looks very good in the pass protection, and especially Penny Sewell. He's looked awesome. Um, but lastly, this defense is awful, and I think we didn't really sugarcoat that in the offseason, and as we got closer, I think everyone was like, uh, maybe they'll be a little bit better. They stink. They really do. The linebackers stink. The whole Derek Barnes like hype train. He's not even playing. So well, like, I, hey, Dan said today that he's gonna play a lot more coming up. I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, like, if he can't get on the field, then there's something else. I mean, like, over Amazonia and whatever. And, and they had a couple bad calls over their way, but like, you can't get off the field on third and fifteen regardless. So like, what's the point? So I mean, this defense stinks flat out. I don't know. Like, can you name, other than Romeo Cora, and I know we've done this dance a lot, like, is there anyone in the defensive secondary that you're like, I guess he's all right. Like, maybe Tracy Walker. I thought he looked bad last night. That's a, I came at, I'm saying maybe, Rab. So, do you have anyone in that bat seven that you, like, really are like, oh, he's got potential? In the secondary? No. No. I mean, I – I was a lot, and Trent shared the sentiment of being higher on Amani Aruwarie last year than you were. You lose Okuda, who, you know, in the limited time he played in the first game, stating the obvious, didn't look great before the injury. So now that's like a, you know, that's the biggest what if of the season when it's all said and done. Um, but to be honest, no. I mean, I know they're young with even our warriors in year two and you have Melifonwu who's in year one. And, you know, Will, like Will Harris to me doesn't, doesn't, doesn't oh my gosh. show Will, me that Will he Harris has like the upside awful. of being, uh, of being uh, elite. Will safety. Harris is maybe the worst safety in football. He, he might be the worst player on the roster. Him or Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins is so. Oh, I, I texted Jamie Collins being number eight is not good for him. I, I texted you that, that Jamie, Jamie Collins legitimately gives me secondhand embarrassment. Like I feel bad. I actually feel bad watching them play. So he's horrible. Yeah. To answer your question, Collins, I, I'm sure you have some more to say, but I would, I would say, I mean, no, I think Alex Anzalone and, and Dan Campbell answered a question about that in his press conference about like, 
his play and, you know, not looking at like you see, he made some, something along the lines with like, you can't look at the stats. Like he's everything that we want. And in, in whatever, and maybe he's a great, I'm sure he's a captain. I'm sure he's a great locker room guy. I'm sure he works his ass off. He's just not good. And I, and you knew that if you like watched the NFL last year and watched the saints, like you knew he wasn't like a, a high ceiling type of guy. He's just, you know, he's, he's probably a really, really good special teams player if they wanted to use him for that. But we've been, we've been talking about the same, the same issues with, with the, the linebacking core. They're just they're like, they're so slow. Everything is slow motion, like wet paint. So, I mean, that's to answer your question. No, I, I don't know if you had any more to add onto the game um, before we get into like Trent's thoughts, my thoughts. Oh, I but... like the white jerseys. That's basically it. I love Jamal I mean, other Williams, than that, by the way, I too. mean, I, there's like, I have no like sh- shocking, like surprises or developments. I feel like the lions were like who they thought they were. Yeah, who they thought they were, who we thought they were, and they let them off the hook. Okay, well, my thing is, look, I, I, my biggest, my biggest, what do I want to say? Positive, I guess. I thought the defensive line got like pretty good pressure on Rodgers, and that was just fun to watch because we didn't see that for two and a half seasons, like, like, like zero. So that was at least just fun to watch. Seeing Nick Williams get through a couple times and 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 at least hit him and knock Rodgers around was was cool, but the glare, I, I can't even say the secondary is the worst, like part of this team. I think it's the linebackers. Like you said, Rabs, everyone is just slow, not great tacklers. And that's why I just think Derek Barnes needs to get his run. And I think the reason he hasn't so far is because he's a rookie and it's out of respect for these guys like Anzalone, who was a captain, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely think Barnes needs to get in there. And, and like I told Collins earlier, like, Dan Campbell's in, in his presser today mentioned that he thinks Derek Barnes is going to get a little more run here in the near future. Uh, my other big positive, I thought Quint Cephas uh, probably had, I mean, I, I can't remember a better game. That was the best game of his career. Yes. Almost it was almost had an unreal catch for a second touchdown, almost pulled in the fourth and one catch that should have been a run, but we can get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall dude, I also, I'm just, I still love Dan Campbell. Like some people are already wavering on him. I'm like, I love him going for it on fourth and one. You know, you can argue about the play call here and there, but just his aggression and and his demeanor. I thought he handled it very well last night. He had the he had the boys ready to go. And and the bottom line is he just got beat by a better team on the road. And that's just what happened. You're up at halftime. You punch him in the mouth in the first two minutes. That drive was incredible. TJ Hawkinson is the man, like God, he's probably a top three tight end in football. So I just I just love to watch those guys when you can. And lastly, I think this this rushing attack is going to win you one or two games this year uh, against teams that you maybe should win, like the Bengals or the Eagles or the Bears. I think that this, I think that Swift and Williams and the way they complement each other, and then having Hawkinson as that easy out for a checkdown or a free eight yards, like that's going to win you one or two games. And and I did like Goff. I thought Goff looked exceptional in the first half. You know, the fumble obviously wasn't great. It did start to rain, blah, blah, blah. You can make excuses. But I thought Goff played a lot better than he did week one. And I guess those are my complete thoughts. I was proud of the team and the way they fought, I guess. I don't know. I, you can't ask for much more. I thought the first half was awesome. It I was, was so just fired exciting. Up. It was exciting. I, I mean, I was texting people like, are the Lions good? Like I And I hate to always – it's always tough when we talk about teams like this, and I'm not going to say like our job here on this podcast, but seriously, like you, it's it's about you know having 
having opinions and sticking to your guns, not flip-flopping every single week. So I was I was afraid that I was going to have to come back on here today and eat some crow if they were to win that game. Like, wow, do we actually have something here? But, I mean, you're right, Trent. That first drive was awesome. I, I, I think I sent you guys the gift of the easy button. Like, they just walked down the field, and it was like, like it was nothing. And it was fantastic to see. Um, you know, I, my dad made the haphazard comment of saying it was the best half of Lions football he's seen in – a decade, but that's what it felt like because you have guys like me and we'll get to the picks later. I'm now four and on the year. Thank you very much. But I, I didn't have any anticipation of the lions being in the game really. And they come out of hat. What was it? 17, 14 and a half in favor of the lions. So from that standpoint, I was, I was thrilled. And obviously the defense has its issues and it was, it was almost like you could like Aaron Rodgers is inevitable. Like the Thanos type of thing of, I just had this feeling in the back of my mind that, you know, at some point he was going to do what Aaron Rodgers does. And just, you know, he throws, he throws a bomb and he sucks all the momentum up from your team. And, and that's that. And essentially that's what, that's what happened later in the game. But um, from the first half standpoint, I just think I, I love the way that I, I love the offense that Anthony Lynn runs like just a lot of just little gimmicky, like misdirection, like fake a handoff, fake an end around and the next time I could give it to the guy. I just, I, I just think the offense looks a lot more creative and to the point of the offensive line, they were fantastic. I, I, I I'm so, I'm so impressed just by the ability to get, to get a push off the line for the running game. And I know that the, the rushing stats don't jump out at you, with Jared Goff being your leading rusher, but you just see these bursts from Jamal Williams and from DeAndre Swift, where it's not like watching Adrian Peterson run where he gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage. And part of that's on him, but getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage, like all the time, it's nice to see running backs actually find a hole, get through and they can give you a chunk of yards. You can set up things like play action on second down. Um, Other than that. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson. I mean, I guess you can always go back and, and look at that draft pick and where he was taken and all. He's fantastic. He's awesome. He's awesome. And just, just from, you know, he can block and from his size, his hands have gotten a lot better. I, I think just, he looks, I think he looks noticeably better this year. Not to yeah, he's, such, off, a, right? he's I, such an asset. Like, I think he's taking I, a step. At, any given, any given game, especially with just the way that, you know, Jared Goff doesn't necessarily have his eyes downfield all game looking for a deep ball to, to put someone away at any given game, you know, for, for you gamblers out there, the over on receptions, the over on yards, like all of it. I, I, I just think he's going to have such an unbelievable year by default. As far as the rest of the receiving core goes, it just, it's so amazing to me when I have to hear these commentators, like the lions without their number one receiver, Tyrell Williams. It's like, dude, we've seen the guy play like 10 snaps. Like that's, that's really, so it just goes to show the lack of talent and just, I guess, names that you have in your receiving core. But I thought Quinn Cephas played, played fine. I mean, that one catch in the ends, I think it was in the air. The one one handed grab he could have had would have been a top five catch all time if he comes down with it, but he's shown me like his, his ability to go up and get balls is, is fantastic. And not to make the comparison, but like Kenny Galladay ain't having a, Hall of Fame, you know, type year over in New York for the first two games. So it just goes to show, you know, wide receivers to a certain extent are a dime a dozen. Quintez Cephas is that, you know, that guy for me that can go to the end zone and go grab, you know, go up and get a ball. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the greatest speed in the world, but I, I just look at 
I look at the Lions like this, and it was a, I know we kind of talked about it maybe pre-show of just like the feelings that you have watching these type of games. And, and for me, if this makes any sense at all, and if anyone shares this sentiment, my for for pretty much my whole life, and I'll, I'll say the Matthew Stafford Stafford era, not to just keep coming back to the Stafford thing, but those are the like my formative years of really being able to watch and process and formulate opinions and understand the game of football when Matthew Stafford was the quarterback of the Lions. And when you have a talent like Matthew Stafford, at least for me, the, the watching of the Lions and my fandom was always so short term, like because you have Matthew Stafford, you have the ability to win every single game. Like that, that's what I would always think. And going into every single year with Matthew Stafford, it's like this team, you know, they're, they might not be great, but they have Stafford and let's see what he can do. And he has his couple of guys that he can work with and whatever. So it's always been short-term thinking, which is why a loss, if Matthew Stafford was still here and this was your Lions teams of, of recent and they lose that game on Monday night against the Packers, I think you can just tell from the tone in our voices to our analysis from last year to this year, Last year, we were so much more nitpicky and we can diagnose the problems and this has to change, this has to change. And a lot of that might come down to coaching and just the fact that I at least this team has a pulse. But for me, it's it's so hard for me to watch these games and like I'm not clinging on to every play because I just know what this team is. And for me, it's more so the long-term picture. And the long-term picture for me is your offensive line is outstanding. DeAndre Swift is outstanding. Jamal Williams is on a two-year contract. I would like to see him around for, for a couple more years beyond that. Granted, he's only played two games for this team, so maybe I should pump the, pump the brakes. But you have Hawkinson, you have Cephas, you have Amon Ross St. Brown. Not that he's gotten a ton of run or, or you know targets slash receptions. Um, and then on the defensive side of things, I mean, yes, that's where the question marks are, but I, and, and then you, I mean, I guess to touch on Jared Goff, cause I haven't yet. I mean, yeah, guys, I think it was Collins that said like you, like that game was a representation of what Jared Goff is and I'm not knocking him for it, but you know, Jared Goff doesn't necessarily protect the football with the best of them. And yeah, it was raining and, and mistakes happen. Sure. I get it. But there's, you know, there's just, there's that element of like Jared Goff is a, is a, a very good game manager and this, this like notion. And I've had this conversation with friends about the way that I talk about Jared Goff. He's not a bad quarterback. That's, that's not what I'm ever trying to insinuate. Well, what I, what he's, he does, he does the job that he like, again, look at on the Rams. He he took him to a super bowl. He does a fine job. He's a game manager. The whole thing with golf is, and I don't, I don't think any of us thought this. We believe he's a stopgap, and I think everyone in Detroit thinks he's a stopgap. But one of the like most intriguing things come of the year, and I know Lions don't have great weapons around him, is if he can be somehow extraordinary, that adds another piece to this rebuild. And I think we're just going to see, and we've seen like through the first two weeks, that Jared Goff is not going to reinvent a wheel in Detroit. He's going to be who he was in L.A., which is fine. He's going to be a good backup or a good team manager somewhere else in two years or something, but he's just, he, you're not adding any more value than you thought you maybe could possibly get from that Rams trade. Is that fair? Yeah. And, and, and again, we're only, we're only two games in, but, but from the sample size that you've seen, 
this was an opportunity for for two things. As you hit the nail on the head, Collins, if Jared Goff elevates his game to a level of being extraordinary, you not only help the Lions, but Jared Goff has the opportunity to help himself as a guy that's been looked at by many people, myself included, is like, yeah, Jared Goff can get the job done when he's got pieces around him that can make him look better. Jared Goff is not making anyone on this team better. It's not a knock on him. He Jared Goff, you know, plays within his game. He was like eight for eight or nine for nine to start the game, passing outside the numbers last night. He said it a million times on the broadcast. And, and that's what Jared Goff is. Again, he's not, he's not a guy that's going to throw up a deep ball and like, drop it into a bucket like Aaron Rodgers can do. But, but my whole thing is in looking ahead, I don't care to have the conversation of like, are they going to go quarterback in this draft? That's, that's, that's a song for another time, but you look around the NFL right now and, and you see, you see these talents like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. And maybe I'm just, maybe I'm being too picky of like, Oh, well, these are these. You're talking about the best quarterbacks in the league, but even your guys like Zach Wilson, like a Josh Allen, like, like all these quarterbacks that are that are flashy and sexy and then are getting the job done that aren't like your Tom Brady's, where like Tom Brady is the game manager of all game managers, but everyone's got that that little skill set of like you know Josh Allen has the power arm, Matthew Stafford's a gunslinger, Zach Wilson's a, I know a, a relatively decent dual threat Justin Fields same thing even though he's not starting um you know Kyler Murray it can beat you with his legs Lamar so all all these all these quarterbacks have that like one like I look at it almost like Madden they have that one superstar ability that thing that just makes them dangerous there's nothing that makes Jared Goff dangerous at all well to the same to the same point to the same point just real quick and I think you guys will agree but it's like, wake me up when Jared Goff loses the Lions a game this year, because he hasn't. I know he threw a pick in, in week one and it was will. a bad one. But like the defense <laughs> gave will. up the, the defense gave up 27 points in the first half against the Niners. And then, you know, obviously last night, yeah, he fumbled and he threw a pick. But the defense can't stop shit. So it's no, just Trent, like Trent, you're making your mate. I th- I don't think we need to talk about this that long because I think we all agree. Yeah, he's not gonna lose your game. He's not gonna win you a game. That's this all I'm saying. Point. Exactly. Like, I, yeah. he's not winning you games, but he's definitely not losing them. The defense is the issue. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, the fact that he's not like I don't know, like those guys like Zach Wilson and stuff like that. Like, yeah, they threw. Yeah, they can lose you a game. They also can win you a game. Those are like the difference. I don't know. No, that's I, true. I, I, yeah, I, I mean he's I, a rookie we're not, too. That's so. not even a fair comparison. It really isn't. I'm just, oh, I know. I, I, I this this is like a boring. This is this might be a boring year to talk about the Lions because it's no, I, be- the, I, yeah, and I think we got to find like creative ways like to talk about it. Because yeah, we need I, to be I, better. I, we have to be better. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> I think we're doing a great job. <laughs> no, but no. But when we, I think golf was the most intriguing piece coming in, and so far, I don't think it's been intriguing. He's been exactly who he thought he was, and. With that being said, if he's going to be exactly who you thought he was, do you immediately turn your attention to like, hey, we need a quarterback next year? Or you just trying – I know when we got him, you're like, I'm fine with having him for two years and then we get a QB. Or or is this defense so bad that you take the best defensive player available? I know – and everyone's like, it's week two. Why are you already talking about this? Guess what? The Lions suck. We need something like this to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, Collins, I think for me, it's one of those things where I think you pick a quarterback in this draft and then 
you know, you go into next season with an Andy Dalton, Justin Fields type situation. But again, we don't have to get too far ahead because, yeah, we're only two games in. But yeah, ESPN today came out with their little projection sheet. They got the Lions picking first. So, no, so we'll for see. God's sake, give me a break. They got the Lions picking first and 29th because the Rams. Dude, that, who is worse than the Lions, Rabs? The Jags, the 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 Jets are still bad. Yeah, but like think about think about this, Rabs. The Our Jets schedule. play in a bad division. Yeah. Like it's bad. I mean, I I know the NFC. I mean, uh, what I, I the NFC North is not exactly like the best conference in football, but like the Texans play in that division, they kind of stink. But I like they'll be able to pick up a couple wins at the line. Like you guys have said a million times, the Lions' schedule isn't the easiest one. No, it's impossible. Football ranks. And guess what? That Denver game looks a little bit more tricky than it was mm-hmm. of me when you saw it immediately on the schedule. So, like, like that, I, I think it's pretty confident. Uh, like, we don't have to talk about the future and who we want to take. I'm, like, very confident this team is not winning four games. I just dis- – I, I look, the – what, where are, are they not, winning games, Rabs? Uh, how? Do you want me to pull – the Lions are not – they're not incompetent. The defense stinks, and I haven't I haven't touched on the defense. Yeah, their yet. defense stinks, and their offense is not explosive. How how do you win a football game, Matt? Well, dude, their offense they they scored a million points in the second half of the Niners game to come back. They were a After drive away from Niners tying that game up. I get it. They they quit, but the but my point is in in the totality the totality of the team. They're not a dumpster fire to where like they turn the ball over every play and they can't move. They can move the ball. Like the offense is fine. And you have to take into consideration they played the 49ers, who has a they have a real defense, and they can move the ball between their offensive line. Like they're I know they're run, they're banged up to hell now with their running backs. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is on an all-star quarterback, but he has some weapons that can they can burn you. And, and so you come back in that game, and at least you can compete. And against the Packers, you were up 17, 14 and a half. That wasn't 24 nothing. They they can so so to your point against a team like Denver, who yes, their their defense is suffocating, but you just saw you just saw Aaron Rodgers and you saw one of the better teams in the NFL this year in the 49ers. So to to make to make the declaration off of those two games that this team's not winning four games, I just think I I just don't think I think you're giving other teams too much credit. Like and not giving the Lions enough. Like when they see a when they see a Denver, or I'd have to look back through the schedule of like those teams. That I, Philadelphia, again, I, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Well, Cleveland's good, but 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 sh- yes, like that's my point, Trent. Like Philad, like the Eagles. Do the Eagles really scare you? Like that's a team to me where you have a you know a, a second year quarterback and Jalen Hurts coming in. They have question mark. You know they they have a bunch of young wide receivers who and you know who haven't proven a ton so far there. I don't know how, you know, strong their defense is, but that's a game to me where it's like, you can win that game. So I get what you're saying because yes, the, the defense is b- bad to the point where it's like, where are they, you know, where are they supposed to get stops? Where are they supposed to force turnovers? I totally get that. That to me is, is more the issue than the offense. The offense showed you in week one, despite the 49ers taking their foot off the gas, they can still score. They can move the ball. They have, they can give you different looks and, and they can make plays. So as far as the defense is concerned, again, beating the dead horse, but 
the, the, the linebacking core is painfully slow. They just don't have any playmakers. And the secondary is young, and it stinks. And when you're playing against Aaron Rodgers, like he – that was so – I think Brock, whatever, I, I can't think of, you know, Trent's brother Brock, whatever instance he brought up in that group chat that we always talk, we always type in on Instagram after the games and whatnot, whatever instance he talked about where the, where the Packers are like third and forever and Rodgers makes that it was like third and 12. 12. It was third and 12 on the right sideline to Devontae Adams. And that that's when the game turned on a dime. Yes. So, so that's, that's an aspect to me, Trent, where it's like, that's Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers and throwing to one of the best receivers in the league. And that's the kind of stuff that kills you when your defense can't get off the field, when you make a stand on first, when you get a tackle for loss on second, now it's third and long. And then for them to go get a first down, like that's the stuff that's demoralizing. And yes, once that play happens, happened you got the feeling of like okay it's all downhill from here I would also say too the fourth and one where they tried to throw the pass I love Dan Campbell going forward on fourth down but when you have the offensive line that you do and your running backs have shown you that they can at least hit the hole and get you a yard that to me has to be a run I also wouldn't hate you kicking a field goal and going down by one because if the Packers go score a touchdown you're down eight if they kick a field goal you're down four I also, I just want to bring to light real quick too, on that first beautiful touchdown drive, the very first drive of the game for the Lions and the, the Cephas touchdown, that, that was on third and one when you hit Cephas for 46 yards to put you in the red zone. So that to me tells me that Dan Campbell is basically in a four down territory every time he crosses the 50 yard line. I don't mind it. I love it. I think it tells you two things. The kicker ain't great and you're trying to put points on the board. So I, the, the whole passing it on fourth down, like, I don't love it, but I think it was that an awful kind of, decision by golf, by the way. Well, that's the thing. Swift, Swift was wide open over the middle. And I think Hawkinson was somewhat, so was Brown, Brown. I think. but I, you know what? I think Cephas was having a day and he kind of trusts Cephas. So I can't really lose sleep over that at the end of the day, but it's just like, I'm fine throwing it. That was a terrible yes, route combination yes. to throw on fourth and two. That's fair, Collins. It was That's it wasn't an impossible a, throw. I don't know. I just think you have the offensive line that you do. They really abandoned the run too, to an extent. I mean, I'm not impressed with the run offense, but I will. I, they've also played San Francisco, and I, I mean, Green Bay's defense is like kind of banged up right now, not really the same, but still, I'll give but them credit. I, Goff was oddly solid. rolling. I guess that's my thing. Is like, I, I got Goff was like oddly playing really well and i think that's kind of why they just left the ball in his hands yeah i, I think mean, i think as the season goes on we will see the identity of the offense they need to run the football exactly like I, I, I agree if they, if they want to be better than what people expect them is deandre swift and jamal williams are like okay they they're they have they are controlling the pace of the game and i that, agree and with you a million percent in that play action situation where he can actually push the ball downfield and i feel like so far, I know they've played superior opponents, so we'll see when they start playing inferior teams. They have not been able to, to really apply that pressure that that offensive line was supposedly going to have in a run game. They've looked really good in pass protection. Like, golf has all day back there. But, like, in, in the run game, I don't know. It looks like the same Lions crap where we're going to have 70 yards rushing a game and we have golf to have to throw 50 times. I don't know. I, I, I really, I really like the run. I just think Jamal Williams and Deandre Swift have the skill set to where if Deandre Swift can get past like the first 
the first line. Like if he can, if he can get through the line and at least find the hole, like he'll he can give you an extra one or two yards on every carry because he's you know he stays he's a he's a little guy, little strong. What do we call him? Like meatballs or bowling balls. To like he's got those strong legs. He can he can get you an extra yard or two, and he runs hard. Him and Jamal Williams both run really hard, and they're very good in space. So I, they, I think the push has been fine off the jump. Like I said, I always think back to last year and years of the past when you have Adrian Peterson on second down, on second and nine, running up to the line and getting stuffed, and all of a sudden it's third and eight. Like that's that's what I get reminded of. I think the push has been way better. But I don't know. As you guys have said, th- this can be it, it can be a tough year of talking about this team because I don't think that there's anything that's been surprising. It's just not and, it's just not as intriguing, I think, as we would like it to be. Like there's yeah, nothing I interesting mean, to talk about. The defense stunk just like week one, and the offense was fine. Yeah, the the def- the defense really like they like teams can just move the ball at will, which is which is tough. And I you know, you guys, you guys brought up the aspect of the draft. To be honest with you guys, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, I know like Spencer Rattler and and Sam Howell are like the two guys that keep coming up. I don't know if any of those guys are going to be good NFL quarterbacks. I'm sorry. Like I watch Oklahoma every now and then. I know Spencer Rattler is a very talented kid, but you know, like is that going to be a a, a buttoned up guy that's going to be? I, I don't know. Like I to, to me, like he just looks like he could be bad news bears at times. As far as just being senseless with the ball, I, I know he's got. A, I'm not a rattler guy. I know he's got a. You know he's a pretty pretty dynamic athlete, but I, I just I don't know. I just don't see it. So, to, to, you know, to talk about the draft, like who are they? The defense. We, I stinks. I shouldn't have said that, but like I don't know what else <laughs> to talk about with this team. No, I know. I mean, whatever they it, like. They are they are who we thought. But, but what's it called, Rebs? You talked about like. Do you at least like, like the offensive game plan? Like, do you like what you're seeing? Because I, I like all they do is run checkdowns. Hodgkinson's gonna get targeted like 40 times a game, which is fine. It's not creative. And, and, and the only way that this works is if they are consistently able to run the football. And they haven't been able to do that. I understand it's two weeks. I haven't loved the offensive scheme so far. I honestly, I, I, I truly don't hate it. I, I at least like the fact that they, you know, unlike again, the lions of last year where I have to watch them run on first and second down every single time. And it's always third and seven, third and eight, third and nine. Like I, I, I am, I'm confident that they can move the ball. And, and the, the thing with Jared Goff, especially, I look at him very similar to like Peyton Thorne with, with Michigan state they they only ask Peyton Thorne to do the things that Peyton Thorne can do. They keep it very simple for him. They they uh, you know they combine route combinations that he can throw to and that he can make manageable throws. They're not asking him to do too much. Jared Goff is not asked to do too much in this offense. And maybe that's where you're thinking of like oh it's it's not creative, it's not flashy, whatever. But J- like Jared Goff, who is Jared Goff throwing a 65-yard bomb to? No, like no one. That's that's not that's not what he's capable of and we don't have anyone capable of doing that on this team. Maybe Tyrell Williams because that's like his that's his game of just being like the bomber, like just throw him on a vertical route and he can burn someone. But if they just have to play this like dink and dunk, I like fine. I I I don't care as long as, they, as long as they can get in the end zone. And I, I think they don't, they don't really have a problem 
moving the ball. It's just like, they don't, they don't, they're never going to beat you with the big play. You know, there, if anything, it's going to be a receiver having to get like yards after a catch. That's, that's how they're going to beat you. I, I don't, I, I'm not like unimpressed by it at all. I mean, to, to have, to have Jared Goff as your quarterback and to still be able to like move the ball on offense, it could be way, way worse. And I just, I don't think that they have committed to the run because they've been, they were behind all game in, in the Niners game. And then against the, against the Packers at a certain point, you got behind too. Like you didn't, you didn't score in the second half. I'm like, correct. Like that. So I don't know, but I, I just, I, and DeAndre Swift is obviously like, I feel like you always kind of see his name in the injury report the last couple of weeks. He's a bit banged up, which is why I don't think that you've seen as much of him as you will see. And that's like my fantasy advice for the week is if you can go find a way to go get DeAndre Swift, I think his, I think the best is yet to come for him this year. He hasn't been utilizing the offense the way that he, I think will in the future, just because he's probably not 100% healthy, but I don't know. That's, that's all I got. I don't know what to tell you guys. Whatever. I would just like to see, listen, we can, we can maybe get into the picks now and do, do our thing, but I would like to see the lions really get after Lamar Jackson next week, because I thought they got to Aaron Rodgers a lot better than they did get to Jimmy Garoppolo. And that, I guess that was my, honestly, that was my biggest takeaway. Like my, the jump from week one to week two, that's what I was most impressed with that as well as Quintez Cephas. We can do the picks now, I guess. If that's if if no one has anything else to say. Oh wait, Rabs, you said you're four and zero. Didn't you pick the under? No way, no chance. Okay, never mind. I thought you picked the under. Should we confirm that? We can. Confirm oh, I, that I believe you. He comes I... Rabs and he's undefeated, not even checking that. Well, that's I Trent. Every Trent's year this guy, guy. Basically, yeah, just put me down for four and zero. No, I thought, no. thought Rabs said under, but I believe you. I don't care. No, I think we all had the over, and you two guys had the Lions to cover. I think that was the the discrepancy. Now we can go back and check, but as it sits right now, whoa, I'm going to say that whoa, I'm four and zero. I did not have the Lions to cover last week. Yes, you did. I had him against the Niners to cover, bro. Nope, nope. Okay, nope. we'll check after. No you one had cares. the Lions to cover because you said it was too many points with the Packers. You said 10 and a half too much. Lions to cover. That's what you said. I doubt I said that. Okay, so I guess we have no idea what the leaderboard looks like for the picks. We're going to have to start writing this down on a sticky note. Yeah, I feel like it's not that hard, but okay. Yeah. Well, I'm 4-0. Allegedly. Okay. Okay. Just well, I'm two and two because I hey, two Rabs. I pick Lions and over every week, so I'm I'm four and zero. Or I'm two and two. Excuse me. Well, whatever. Well, we will we will confirm and get back to you. But I I am pretty positive that I'm four and zero. Nonetheless, uh, Ravens at Lions from Ford Field on Sunday, one o'clock kick. We will all be there. We haven't talked about this yet. Should we talk about this? Yeah, uh, no. this is going to be fun. It'll be fun. I think I think we're going to witness Jared Goff win the city over. I can. <laughs> I I think I think it's going to be rocking the city over. With hey, one win. this th- listen. Tickets are surprisingly expensive for this because of Calvin Johnson's deal. No, because um, people want to see Lamar. That's that's why well, they're expensive. Yeah, but also Calvin Johnson coming back to Ford Field for the first time since 2015. I think that's kind of a big deal. No, is that yeah. a thing? Is he not like been to Ford Field? No, I don't think so. Paid him his money. <laughs> I know that, but yeah, no, this is he, this is the return. All right. he, might, he might back out. What if he like backs out last minute and then everyone just hates That'd him? That'd be great. It? But 
Look, I, I, I guess I can do my pick. Okay. Can I do my pick? Do you want to give the stats? Yeah, I'll, I got you. So as the line, as we, as we sit looking at the line today on, on Tuesday, and of course it moves, it always does. So if you have any questions about the lines and the totals, listen to the episode, get some context. As we sit today, the Lions are an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. The total is 49-and-a-half. Go ahead, Trent. So the Lions are getting three points for being the home team. So the, the, basically Vegas thinks they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're 12 points worse or 11 points worse than the Ravens. I'm going to pick the Lions to cover even though they're 0-2 <laughs> against the spread. Here's why. Well, says, I did a little research. One and one against the spread on ESPN. I don't know. Well, that's because, okay, the they're 0-2 with San Francisco our line. line moved at yeah. the end. They're they're zero okay. two on the okay. Motown rundown line, but on on the okay. you know the, the 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 way we should do it, I guess it, it doesn't matter. Whatever, neither here nor there. I did a little research on this. The Baltimore Ravens defense gives up four hundred forty eight yards per game. That is second worst in the NFL. They give up three hundred seventy six passing yards per game. That is worst in the NFL. They played Patrick Mahomes and yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah, Trent. Trent. This Trent. is. Can I can I at least yeah, get a little yeah, excited? But, but that's, can, sure, can I have some games, sort of method dude. here? Jesus. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, throw the Ravens D out. They only got torched by the best quarterback in the hey. league. Okay, what's the over-under, Ravs? 49 and a half. 49 and a half. So I'm going to take the over because I think the Ravens will probably score like 35. I think the <laughs> Lions – I think the Lions cover – because that's a lot of points. I think the Lions probably lose by like a touchdown. How's that? Is that is that fair? Is that outrageous? I, dude, the, the the numbers say the numbers say the Ravens defense ain't great. So I'm gonna take Jared Goff to win the city over a little bit, play the best game as a Lion so far. I think the O line keeps it rolling. I, one place where the Lions can absolutely get torches in the secondary as Melifonwu is now out for a couple weeks. It's that that might be tough to watch, but I, nonetheless, I'm gonna take. You know, Lamar doesn't like the pass that much. I'm gonna take the Lions to cover, and I'm gonna take the over. Give me Ravens and under. I feel like last week was very uncharacteristic for the Ravens to be so up and down against Kansas City because they had to be. That was a great game, by the way, if you guys watch that. On it Sunday was amazing. Football. Dude, look, Lamar is my fantasy quarterback. I know no one cares about that, but I was going nuts. It was awesome. It was an awesome game. Awesome game to watch, but I feel like that's super out of character. They're all about ball control. I know their running back situation is really weird. Um, I actually like Ravens and under, if I'm being honest. I, I, I really could see like a 28 to seven Ravens win where it's like the game takes two and a half hours because the Ravens just kind of sit on the ball and the Lions have a trouble, hard time moving the ball. I mean, what Trent said, I, I mean, the Ravens secondary, I mean, I guess I, now that I'm thinking about, it, I mean, Marlon Humphrey is one of the best cornerbacks in the league and Patrick Queen there. Is it Patrick Queen? Who's their uh, middle linebacker? Yeah. Number yeah. six. Yep. He switched his number and it really thrown me off. I hate the numbers than the NFL did. It's so a little it really weird. Bothers me. I don't hate it. I'm still getting used to it. I, I, th- I don't think it's bad. There's just certain numbers that sh- certain positions, like like Tyrell Williams, should not be allowed to wear six as a wide receiver. Like I, that, it's I not even that. that. It's just eight I, they, for they, linebacker. No one in the NFL counts. was asking for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's take let's take taunting completely out of the game, but let's let everyone wear like double zero if they want. No, we're saying that I don't even care, and it's not it's something stupid that I shouldn't care about, but it's just like it throws my brain in a loop because I'm an idiot. But me um, too, a little bit. Me too. I got you. I, I I mean, I think the Ravens defense is actually pretty solid consistently. It's just when you play Patrick Mahomes and 
they actually played pretty well and it's Derek Carr before that Monday night game got really wacky. So I, I, I just, I think it's going to be an ugly game. And I think the Ravens eventually pull away in the second half and use that run game. And Lamar probably breaks like a 55 yard touchdown out with his legs. This is a tough one. I thought I knew exactly what I was going to do before I started talking, but as you guys were talking, I was thinking kind of like man in the suit a little bit. This, this to me is like a definite letdown spot for the Ravens. I could just see them coming off this high of, of beating Kansas city and, and prime time walking into Detroit, probably not taking things all that seriously. I think the Ravens do still have a, a decent amount to prove, you know, on a, on a week to week basis, just as far as like being a real team, they can, you know, not just not just show you up in the regular season, but can can sustain some type of momentum going into the, the playoffs. Um, with that being said, I'm going to give you two picks here that I think both of them will end up being incorrect. But this is just how I'm feeling. I'm taking the over because I don't think it's going to be a matter of you know, the Ravens are going to score points. And like Trent said, I could see the Ravens hanging 42 on this team, like similar to how San Francisco did. And I actually think that I'll I'll take Trent's insider information on on the Ravens defense and tell you that the, the Lions can probably get enough points and do their part to get you there to 49 and a half. I'm also going to take I'm going to take the Ravens. I, Collins, I like totally agree with you from the standpoint of I could just see the Ravens like getting the ball first. And by the time they get it, they get seven on their first drive. There's like four minutes left in the first quarter. Like that's just how I could. Well, like, hold up, hold up. One little anecdote is the Ravens don't really have a backfield right now. They don't run – like, Lamar runs the ball, that's it. So, I don't think it's going to be like that, really. Like Yeah, but I, I think – It doesn't matter, though. Because of how depleted the Lions' secondary is and just how bad they are in general, you talk about Lamar not throwing a lot. Like, this is a game where he can throw, like, three or four touchdown passes. And, like, he can – I mean, who – who who is Jamie Collins going to run Lamar Jackson down? Like Lamar Jackson gets past the line oh, of scrimmage. Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes is going to play. Watch. He's hey, slow too. He's not fast. We will be up, but he's a playmaker and he, he can tackle on like some of these guys. He, he, he actually, just, he takes the right angle for the first Lions linebacker since DeAndre Levy. He actually knows how to play the position. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I have a feeling that like man in the suit right now is actually telling me Lions and under, but I just, am, I, I, in, I have to follow my head here and not my heart, and I'm going to take the Ravens in, in the over. I just don't – like the defense, I know they look decent for a half against Green Bay, but Lamar Jackson is a different is a different type of bitch than Aaron Rodgers as far as how you can handle him defensively. And I do not think the Lions are set up well at all to defend Lamar Jackson. Like very few teams are. They're not – Set up to defend anyone well. Well, yeah. I was gonna say they're they're Fair. worse. They're worse set up to defend like Aaron Rodgers, a good passer, because the secondary stinks. I th- yeah, but they're slow. They they're suck very anyway. Slow. What are we arguing? They <laughs> because suck I think way. I I just think I simply think that we are gonna be sitting up there in section three eighteen. How are you? And I think that Collins, we're gonna by see- the way, has no juice for this game. Don't mean to cut you off, Trent. No, you're like good. like we're in the Why should chat, I? like fired I up. I should Rebs because we're gonna be hanging out as friends watching what do the you Lions. Mean? I have no juice for the game. I'm excited <laughs> to go to the game. It doesn't sound. If I'm like excited it. to watch the Lions. It's a completely different animal. It doesn't sound. I'm like excited, excited to watch Jamal Williams run a five yard out. I'm excited to go to Ford Field with my pals and take in a Lions team. I'm not excited to watch the product from the Leos on the field. I'm excited to see Gridiron. 
I like I, I'll be I, I I'll be getting juice at the game. I'm not don't try and like be like, oh know what, man, you should really you should take your shirt off to watch Jared Goff throw a six yard out to, to Tyrell Williams. Don't hey, let me that. ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this before we move on. If the Lions win, are we in? Are you guys back in? No. No. If we We're are at in. the stadium and the Lions beat the Ravens. No, dude, it's gonna be it'll be awesome. It'll have to look awesome. It'll, I mean, okay. No, it'll it'll be awesome. I'm I think just saying to be back home, in the atmosphere. Like, it'll help because they're at home. It'll help because they're at home. Yes. But but no, like it to me, it's like oh, like good job, guys. Like way to fight. Like I, you know, I'll I'll appreciate it. I'll appreciate the effort. Okay, I guess Trent, all I'm saying, all I'm saying say, is, Trent, before I cut you off at the beginning, what, what, no, what, all what, I was gonna say is, we're sitting up there and we see Derek Barnes make a big play because he's finally gonna get some playing time. Maybe we see. Dude, I Trent, I just do not get why you like Derek Barnes so much. I he's do a not stud. Get he's a because stud. He was he's good he's in preseason. Yes, yes, Rabs. He's exciting. He's fun to watch. He Dude, actually... I cannot believe that. I like. I seriously, I'm not That's just trying to be ass. I cannot so. believe that this is the guy you're hanging your head on. Rabs. Like Derek Barnes, Rabs. like might be like fine, but. His like you have to Ryan understand his ceiling. About how Daniel Morris was like the <laughs> all right. Yes, all right. I guess okay. all right, Rams, my it. other question to you is yeah, who the I'm hell gonna... else can I get excited about on this defensive? I don't know. Side of the ball? But so I so fucking fucking sue me Whoa, for liking wow. Derek Barnes. No, sue that's, it. sorry. Rams, that's sue actually me. fair. What Colin said was fair, and I have I'm not I can't I'm not gonna comment on the Derek Barnes thing anymore. That's fair. What you said because <laughs> of the Daniel Norris about Daniel. It's fair. Rams just had a Daniel Norris Milwaukee. Brewers jersey in his closet. I know he does. No, not yet. Not yet. Well, all right. That's the picks. Do we have a trifecta trend to, to send us out? We do. So, Rabs, I understand you were at the Harry Styles concert working it, correct? Well, I had to work. I had to, I was supposed to have the day off yesterday, but I had to go in there to like print something off and do something. So I did not, I was not actually working the event, no, but I did work the event, I think, when he was at LCA in 2019. And I was also there for a couple hours during the day. So I got to see like the before show, the beforehand. Okay. Well, my first question is just like, what are your thoughts on Harry Styles? This is more of a Collins question. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. So Fantastic. Collins, I want you to, I want you to enlighten our listeners if they even need to know about how good. Harry I, Styles I don't is. think this a hot take. One Direction's fire. Harry Styles is fire. All right, cool. Yeah. Is, was he, was he your favorite member of 1D? Collins? Yeah, he's the best one. Okay. No, I, one I Direction mean, I, is fire. I like if really, like if you really look back at it, they got bangers on bangers, and then Harry Styles. I mean that album he came out with very very good. So, what's his right. album called? What was it called? I don't Water even know. Sugar Golden Hour. That's Casey Musgraves. <laughs> it it does it does have like the same color as Golden Hours. Then do you see Casey mm-hmm. came out with a new album? Rabs? Yeah, I don't love it. You don't like it? Don't love it. I don't well, listen I, yet. I think because I compare it to like Golden Hour was. I mean that's unbelievable. A top five album but I, I guess I guess she went through some like divorce or breakup, and that's kind of what oh, Starcross yeah. is all about. That's what Starcross. There's a couple good songs in the back half of Starcross, but the fir- the first half of it to me is like that. See, that's the thing. A lot of these artists will like in their own genre get they'll get like these these people that will leak over from other fan bases and like people that like these other genres and they'll listen to someone like Casey Musgraves be like oh like she's got a good voice she's a good singer and then they'll like feed right into the hands of these people and try to get like Zach Brown band perfect example they try to get like creative and like let's go like a little poppy route and, like no like stick to your it, like i wanted i wanted like a golden hour too but 
second half so, of so Starcross better than first half. First half stinks. Okay. So you're the guy who hates like when Zach Brown band does stuff with like Kygo. Yes, like the owl, like the owl was embarrassing. As a Zach Brown stand, who I'm I'm probably gonna be going to the concert on Thursday too. The owl Dude, was embarrassing. That song fire. It it just makes no sense. Like you have Jimmy D. It's, it's fire. Their band, like their band, is made up of like true wholesome like country like artists, and they're probably looking at this guy like, dude, like, I, like, what's the deal? Like, what, like, what are we? Chop liver. But back to the initial question of Harry Styles. Look, Harry Styles to me, game recognized game. You guys saw my Snapchat. I roll up to the parking garage to go into work, and it was like one o'clock in the afternoon, one thirty, maybe two o'clock. And there were girls lined up wrapped well, around yeah. the building. Like to and, and like the doors didn't open till 6:30. But the the way things worked was like they have all these people have like general admission pit tickets, and they would line up that early to try to be like first in, in line to get up to the pit next to the stage. And th- there was like thousands of people there. Well, what's the troll? I think that six hours ahead of the demo, concert. 18 to 28 demo, especially like white girls, like. I think Harry Styles is like their number one dude. Like he's throwing ninety nine on the black for yep. every single one of them. Harry Styles, Harry Styles, and then Taylor Swift is your woman for that for that for that demo. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that TV. I'm talking about like girls find him like say that guy's fucking hot. Oh, like girls oh, are like okay. yeah, yeah. He is. He's okay. a he's a good looking. He's a good no. That's what I'm guy. saying. That's what that that's what like I feel like that's where some of that comes from. He has, he also has one of those personalities where I know he tries to like, you know, he's a very like loving, like progressive type of guy, but he doesn't like shove it down your throat. He kind of stays in his lane and lets people come to him, you know, but Hey, game recognized game. I don't have, I don't have people, I don't have people lined up wrapped around little Caesars arena, sleeping, sleeping overnight outside of Harry's bar in downtown Detroit to get in line for for a, a a pit that I'm it's general admission and you're gonna be chaos and like I don't there's nothing I would wait in line like that long for so game record he's got some great song great voice has some good songs great okay. good for him we can move on then um sticking on the music thing I'm seeing Metallica with a couple of buddies on Friday in Louisville do you have a favorite Metallica song I don't know if you guys are big into that but... for whom the bell tolls okay that's mine too Rabs I'm glad I you mean said dude that. dude I like. If I had for whom the bell tolls is one of those songs where, first of all, when I take over like some games for the varsity team this year, I, for the hockey team, I had to uh, run the music and do the announcing. Like anytime I'm on the aux, like they're skating out the, for whom the bell tolls. So, and, and to the point where one of the games this year, one of the reporters for high school hockey actually tweeted like um, something about like, Oh, like Novi set the take on Stevenson here tonight. Also PS like skating out the whom the bell tolls is unbelievable. So yeah. That's like a song that if if like my child was trapped under a car and I had to lift it off of them, like that's the song that I would play to make that happen. I, yeah, I yeah. just like it's a nail song. Can't miss. Love it. Metallica's sweet. Again, game recognized game. I like Metallica's awesome. But I would say, Trent, like it may be Collins. I don't know how in touch you are to, to Trent's like game plan, but him and George and Co are driving to Kentucky for this concert on Friday. And then Trent is going to wake up and drive to East Lansing to make the game on Saturday. 
and then we are caravanning to Detroit for the game on Sunday. This like, is going to be the best weekend not, of my life. Is that life. not the most like Trent thing ever? Like Trent's like, I have these obligations. I refused. I refuse to let anyone down. Like that's so Trent. Cause Julian's coming in town Saturday too. Yes. Shout out Julian. Shout out Julian. Dude, this this is going to be the best weekend of my life. Hands down. Especially when, be, especially when the Lions great. win. If the Lions win, it's I'll, I'll stay the night in Detroit. I'll go to the casino. I'll, I'll just try. I don't even want to insult you when you ask the question, like what's your favorite Metallica song? Because I don't listen to Metallica and I'm not going to insult your intelligence. No, that's okay. That's okay. I don't No, I, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be like, yeah, enter salmon and does bang. I also don't hey, listen to Metallica. That is like, an acceptable answer though. Collins. That's fine. That no, song no, that's is a saying. fucking like, slap. Like, if you've ever spent, like, 20 minutes with me, like, at a pregame or something, you're like, oh, this guy does not listen to Metallica. Like, oh, no. Collins, like, you, see, is... you see Collins walking down the street, and you go, this guy does not listen to Metallica. Or this guy listens no, to Taylor you're Swift. you're like, this guy. Jason Derulo. You get, it depends. <laughs> like, in the winter, you're like, okay, this guy gives off, like, a really weird, like, does he listen to Mumford & Sons, or does he, like, like hardcore <laughs> rap? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. okay. I do. I, I don't know. I wear a lot of flat. Okay, well, I will say. I mean, Metallica. You know, not many kids are a great name for a band. It's elite. It's an elite name. Um, nothing as- else. Nothing else matters. Is also great. There, the NHL, like for the Stanley Cup, the before game one did a montage uh, with "Nothing Else Matters" is like the theme song, and it was probably the it was one of the coolest things of all time. Great song. If I could give a recommendation, if I could give a recommendation to the listeners and to you guys as my friends, I would I would say definitely check out the Four Horsemen. Reminds me of Dan Campbell every time I hear it. Final question. I was having this discussion with my buddies about what the best season is. Okay. And oh. and we so well, no, no. So we ended up ranking the seasons because I think I've asked what your favorite season is on this segment before, but I argued that winter is not last solely because of Christmas. I think Christmas is enough to save winter from being dead last. So whatever your dead last is, I think winter is like a comfortable three. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's fall, summer, one, two. The problem with spring is it's like two weeks, especially in Michigan or like in the Midwest. Spring is literally two weeks before it gets like warm. But like – I love March Madness. Winter is my four all day, every day. Okay, that's fair. Brad, March, about you? March is my favorite month by like my March. The March to April month is like my favorite sports month of the year because you got college basketball full tilt into March Madness, and then you got the Masters the next week, and then you got Opening Day like the next week. It's that's true. Sports Nirvana. For well, me. Collins and you got your you got your birthday smack dab in the middle of all that. Yes, but, but exactly. Rabs, what do you think, Rabs? Give us some thoughts. Um, I would say fall one, winter two, easy. Uh, three, four is tough because as Collins said, spring doesn't last all that long winter as far as the weather two. is concerned. Well, Rabs, I, dude, loves, I love, Rabs loves pond hockey. I dude, I, the people that bitch in this state about winter, like get out. Like Uncle Steve got out. Uncle Steve got out years ago. He doesn't like the snow. Gone. There's a difference but, between not liking the snow and the fact that the summer is just a, a thousand times better in Michigan. Well, okay. So, you know what? Here's my here's my rankings. Fall, winter, summer, spring. I love spring because baseball, like opening day, spring training, 
the first, you know, the sweet crack of the bat, the pop of the mitt, you can't, you can't beat it. Um, but yeah, spring like weather wise can be crappy in Michigan. I'll, I'll, I'll work back down the list. Summer's summer's great. Summer, like going up North is fantastic. Being on the lake, you can't beat it in Michigan, but I just don't like the heat. The heat gets to me sometimes. It's tough. I'm always sticky, sweaty. Bring it all to me. Don't like the heat. Then we go into winter. Winter to me, like you have to understand, there's a lot of people out there in the country that don't get to experience winter. We get snow. We can do sledding. We can skate out. We can skate outside. You can have bonfires. You know, you get some hot chocolate. A lot of people don't get to do that stuff. Bonfires a bonfire in the winter. That's a summer thing. Well, not like not like a bonfire, bonfire, but a fire. You can light a fire in the backyard, but you got Christmas, like my birthdays in the winter, which New Year's is great. But I just think the snow is the snow is cool. Christmas, Christmas makes winter. Like that's it. That's that's what I was saying. That was my entire argument. And it's enough. Like Christmas, like you're really gonna disrespect, you're gonna minimize Christmas. Well, and I mean I don't mean to I don't I mean I mean no. Yes, but it's the best holiday. I mean, no disrespect to people who don't celebrate Christmas. All I'm simply saying is I am such a Christmas guy through and through all of it. The movies, the decorations, cutting down the Christmas tree, making Christmas oh my cookies. God. I'm already all looking that, forward to all it. that stuff. And like, dude, you got football still, you know, the division races are heating up in the NFL. You've got the, you got bowl games, you got all that good shit. So all I'm saying is I don't dislike any season in Michigan. That's the thing. You get all four seasons. But my thought was that Christmas alone saves winter from being last because Rabs, you are yes. exactly right. All you hear about winter is, oh, like the winter. But I would argue like the, the beginning of winter, like from Thanksgiving basically till New Year's is incredible. So that that's, those are my New thoughts. Year's on sucks. That. Other than the college football, it sucks. I don't, I, New Year's. No. Well, I'm not, I'm not really a New Year's guy either, but I'm just saying for the general like spirit of the country, like I think from Thanksgiving through through New Year's is a top three stretch in all the year. I think Thanksgiving through Christmas is uh, the best stretch, and half of that is the fall. <laughs> I mean, hey, I have the fall at number one. People forget that, and you know, I like winter so much that fall being number one might just be recency bias. But hey, let me sell you on fall football season the tailgates the bonfires the clothing like well, everyone's looking good in the fall i think I'm everyone's got fall good. like one or two everyone's i'm even buses. looking good the cider mill you got halloween halloween's awesome collins i need you in east lansing over halloween this week or this this year i, I need will. you there we got a great halloween weekend looking us in the face here coming up next month I got Kip Moore on october 23rd what else do i got going on thanksgiving's in the fall it's great the the weather it's cool you know there's no snow it just it cools down you can layer up give me something other than christmas that makes the winter good i gave it i get hot chocolate uh you can play pond hockey i just like i love the snow i i mean that's the thing the christmas spirit sprinkles in everywhere like you make the comment of christmas is like what to whatever your comment was well, Dude, the christmas season, as soon as, as soon as thanksgiving as soon as thanksgiving's over it's winter and yes like in maybe like the end of january into february the, the, the days get shorter and it's dark and i like sure i'll give you after that but the, but christmas just packs the punch i love it I love yep. the winter. I agree. I, just, I, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So that's all. Also, before we fully, fully wrap the show up, I think everyone picks something different for the picks. 
not to go back to that, but Collins, you said Ravens and under. Rab said Ravens and over, and I said Lions and over, right? That yeah. might be a first. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, there's there's always there's always a first. We're always finding ways <laughs> to keep the show interesting here on the Motown Rundown. Thanks for coming. Exactly. Well, hey, Motown Rundown boys will be at Ford Field. Could you imagine if we were like tailgating and like people were coming up to us like you're the Motown Rundown guys? <laughs> Like, they, like people, people are like, yeah, I came all the way down from like uh, Oscoda to come meet you guys. That'd be <laughs> Imagine if we were just making bank off this pod. That's I don't even have tickets saying. to the game. I just came down to meet you guys in Detroit. But we'll be out there at Ford Field, uh, Lions and Ravens this Sunday. But that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, I guess concerns if you have them, or suggest some topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter. We are also on Facebook, uh, Motown Rundown. Just search us up. Uh, Don't miss a single episode of the podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow us, like, rate, five stars, leave a nice comment. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't don't say anything at all. That's for the kids. Um, Love you guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.